Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Valentine's Day, February the 14th, 2020. And back by your request, we have my wife, Heather Scott, back on the podcast. So, Heather, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Say hi to the people on YouTube. We have two hi. cameras set up here, so if you guys are watching on YouTube... Hopefully, uh, my young coach Jacob edits this well and we don't look like complete uh, losers here. Uh, but for all everybody asking, what do we do on Valentine's Day? We record a podcast for you guys. So <laughs> that's um, what we have going down now. I'm going to play um, real quick here off of a lot of the questions that you guys had sent both of us. And then just something I wrote today for all of our athletes and the people who are on our newsletter. If you guys are not obviously on it, shoot me a message. I'm happy to add you. We send out at least three emails per week every single week and I have done that for 11 years in a row now some weeks even more but for sure you get three pieces of hopefully valuable uh, information from me so with that said these would be kind of my um, Valentine's Day pro tips uh, for everybody and I'll let Heather kind of chime in here as we go through them but take it from a dude like me who's probably made every you know relationship mistake in the books over the past you know 15-ish years or so, uh, the first thing I will say is this. Uh, if you're a dude, you have to get your lady something. Um, even if For she says sure. even if she says don't, um, it is a lie. Is that not right, Heather? Correct. Always get, always get at least a gift and a card goes a long way too and flowers. I, um, I remember in the, like in the office, I remember like, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I remember, and I'm going to reference the office here a lot as we go through this. Um, like Roy comes up to Pam and she's like, I know, I know I said, you know, don't give me anything, but I, I really, you know, thought you would have got me something. And he looks at her and he goes, well, the day's not over yet. He's like, you're about to get the best sex you ever had when you get home. And, uh, guys, that's not, uh, that's not a good answer and that's not a good tip. So please, mm -mm. uh, get her something. And Heather, from the female perspective, does it really matter, honestly, like what it is to you? No, like I've never been into like jewelry or like the fancy things. Thank God for that. Um, other than like my wedding ring, that's what I cared about. But I honestly, the simple, simplest gestures or anything creative um, goes a long way. And just simple flowers, chocolate, card, and then a dinner, like a nice dinner. I think is important as well, or just doing something that you really love together. Um, it really is the best way to go, in my opinion. It doesn't have to be expensive. No, not at all. And I've been saying this a lot at our house. I've been winning the holidays here. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I know people don't think it's a competition, but everything in life is a competition. And I won You're Christmas. Like trying to brag. Yeah, I won Christmas and I won Valentine's Day today. Yeah, but you know, you finally stepped it up after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I always give you something. I've never not gotten. No, you something. I know, but you've been very creative the last couple holidays, which has been really nice and I, very thoughtful. Like put a lot of thought into it, which I've been the lazy one and haven't put a lot of thought into things. So I'll say this, dudes out there. Again, I'm a creative person. Like by nature i don't like a lot of the i'm not into a lot of the holidays commercial stuff it's not my personality type but again it's not about me it's about her my family whoever uh but i stumbled onto this site called etsy if you guys are familiar or not which uh, has been around for a long time oh my god like, he this, just found out is, about it this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> they have so much nostalgic but cool stuff um if you want to share your valentine's day gift or no the card yeah well, it's badass. He got a great card because we're obsessed with Friday Night Lights, and I actually was rewatching the season like every day. Well, the, the past 
couple, I guess, couple months. Um, just because I love it so much and it's just such an inspiring show and they're all just great people and Coach Taylor and um, and Tammy. Tammy Taylor, Connie Brin. Brin. Their relationship is just something that I admire and I just love it so much. And it, in, in my kind of experience with what Jeremy does for a living, it feels sometimes like I'm a coach's wife because he's like a fitness coach and... Our members are kind of like the team that we have here that have been with us for years and you he's been like a mentor to so many people and things like that and so I always try to help out as much as I can and take the role on as like a coach's wife so today he got me this card um, from Etsy from Etsy and it was super creative and it basically was like you're my coach Taylor to my to my Tammy Taylor and um, and it was like a whole out like an illustration of like a little of cartoon the characters. characters yeah yeah so it was it was really cute and very thoughtful i was impressed <laughs> see dudes you don't have to go crazy again again i'll go to the next one uh here on my list when i talk about this obviously you know on this day in particular everything is obviously overpriced um when you go out to a restaurant there's like the prefix menu it's packed the experience is probably you know, for us, not what we're used to. And if you're younger, go crazy and, and go do it. As you get older, you'll learn. Um, if you learn how to cook at home or go to Whole Foods and pick it up and pretend it was yours and say you did it, like nobody will know the difference. Uh, but with that, if you go the flowers route, like I just go to like the grocery store. And even though like A, on they're usually relatively cheap. Uh, on Valentine's Day, they are marked up a little bit. I would say if you're that kind of person, like all the flowers to me are pretty similar whether it's like from a Safeway or from like a flower company. So like you can do it, you know, on the cheap. But like she said, honestly, the, the best gifts are the ones you guys, you know, obviously can put thought into and that it shows that you, you give a shit. And the last thing I'll say with that is you don't have to wait till Valentine's Day to do that. Like I'll do flowers randomly for you just right. because I think of it and I'm like, oh, it seems nice. As long as you're not acting like, you know. And same with you. It goes both ways. <laughs> Crazy like, person. I'll yeah. get you like... Treats, random treats from your favorite places, different bakeries and things like that. It's little stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like Valentine's Day sex for you guys out there, that's a given too. Yes? Well, for sure. <laughs> Maybe later today. It's um, healthy in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how we do it uh, in a nutshell. I know some of you guys had asked about that. Let me get to... Well, and we... Go well, ahead. usually, sometimes, lately, I feel like we've been making dinner at home on Valentine's Day, and then we'll do a nice restaurant somewhere else that we've been wanting to try or one of our favorites. Because, honestly, I don't like the prefix menus because I like having flexibility with my order, and um, sometimes it's very limited, and it's so crazy and busy and usually overpriced. So we're going to do a Sunday dinner at one of the resort restaurants, so it should be... Fun. A better experience. Yeah. And I think if you guys can do that, like go the day before or the day mm-hmm. after, it's, it's again, it's it's a day that's just made up. Like I know obviously it has some meaning or whatever meaning you give to it, but you can still do something little that day and then plan something where that makes the experience, because to me that's everything. It's not just, oh, it has to be this day. If the experience is better, you both will enjoy it. And that's a memory you guys can have obviously right. uh, forever. And that was a question that someone asked, like, do we do gifts on Valentine's Day and what are some, you know, good gifts? I feel like we used to when we were first dating or maybe newly married, we would do more as far as gifts. Like I'd put together a gift bag of kind of your favorite things or um, 
We would do like staycations. We stayed at like other places. Yeah, before. like we do staycations at like the resorts, do like a night um, or two, which is always a good idea because then you get the experience and you get to get away from your normal routine and stay at a nice place. Or it could be even like a downtown hotel, maybe go out to dinner downtown in a city and then, um, or go see a show or a concert or something like that. But I think we've just kind of cut back the last couple years because we've been really on a strict budget and we've been saving it for other things. And we do so much other stuff where we travel. Yeah, and, and we spread it out. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's whatever works for you guys. We just, we spend it in different ways, especially this last 14 months or so because of trying to pay off our house and be there in about two weeks or so which will be a different podcast which we'll share so we've done everything but to me honestly it's the stuff it's the little things the personalized gifts the things that mean something even if it's a card like i'm not a huge card person but it's the message right yeah like as opposed to like and again we when you're married it's different like it's all our money so whether who makes more or less like it doesn't really matter like we're buying stuff with each other's money like so it's the and material I stuff i don't care like for guys just paying attention to the little details um, you know, if it's surprising her with the, the latte that she likes on that day and, you know, a nice card, the flowers that she likes, whether that's, you know, red roses or pink roses or um, tulips or whatever it is, just kind of knowing and the favorite candy, just little things like that, I feel like goes a long way um, instead of just trying to be flashy. And But that's just me. I don't need like fancy things I'd rather have just I, I mean I like a nice dinner and for sure I like more of the experiences so if he's like hey let's go do this um or let's go eat here and it's at like a luxury resort I would prefer that over like some fancy clothes or fancy jewelry just, that's me basically no know who you're dealing with uh mm-hmm. know or your like partner. let's go you know I love snowboarding let's go up you know, we've done that before. We go up to up north in Flagstaff and go skiing. Um, so things like that, just knowing what each other's interests are. And then, or we've done like hiking, going to Sedona, things like that, that we both can do together and share those moments together. Because at the end of the day, spending time with your loved ones is what really matters. So Yeah, and we are experienced over material people. Not that there's a wrong or right, like if... I was, you know, super into stuff. I'm sure you should get that. But for us, it's sharing the, you know, time together doing things that we both enjoy. Uh, next question on the list here as we go through. Well, and I can go back to, just to touch on that yeah. more. It's like maybe one person one year makes a dinner or one year I've done like a brunch for you at home because you were like working and I surprised you with like um, pancakes and and then also for you, I've always try to go to one of your favorite bakeries and pick out like a variety of treats that you really like which off camera we have here from yeah where is this from lucy's lucy's at the grove um looks good yeah so it's and i he loves carrot cake so i picked out like a carrot cake cupcake and coconut chocolate macaroons chocolate chip sea salt cookie just a bunch of different things um so i think again knowing who your partner is and what they like that's is it. what you just need to do, and it's pretty, pretty simple. <laughs> and so we'll go to this one. This kind of ties in. What do you and Jeremy believe are the keys to a healthy relationship? 
I think communication, trust, like loyalty, trust is huge. Having fun in your relationship. Yeah. Uh, growing together, so, and discussing that. Um, the communicating is the yeah. biggest thing, I think, with everything uh, in life. And this is people in general. There's the, the one skill you, if you're good at, you can be successful at anything is communicating, whether that's, you know, voice or video or written or a combination of the three, however you express your feelings. But just transparency, I think, is the biggest thing for us. Like, we talk about everything, but maybe too much sometimes. Like, we don't really have boundaries. Like, we do all kinds of gross stuff at home, and uh, we share everything for the most part. But then, like, we don't go to sleep mad either. Like, I make it a point. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to call you out here, but you're more likely to storm off and, like, slam, right. a, do slam <laughs> a door and do something. And I'm like... <laughs> I just don't roll like that. Like for me, it's more if we have an argument or there's a fight or something like what is the issue? How can we resolve it in the next, you know, five, ten minutes? Come to a resolution. Either you're wrong, I'm wrong, or we're both wrong. And we can agree to disagree and move on because I don't want to waste, you know, 10, 12 hours, 24 hours being mad about something that most of the time for us is the dumbest shit in the world. Right. Like it's, it, they're not things that matter. And it's almost like we were both maybe in the wrong state where we argued about it or it got blown up a portion or we heard something wrong. So for me, always being open, like, hey, here's what I like, here's what I want, here's what I need, and knowing each other's process, right? Because I have a process and you have a process. Yeah, and respecting each other and, um, Comp finding a compromise and sometimes that's really challenging because we're both very stubborn and we we can argue and have challenges because um, we're very independent people too so it's like finding that balance it's never going to be perfect but you have to like give and take and figure out you know what makes yourself happy and then what makes your partner happy and then figure out how you can combine that I think is very important and we've, you know, definitely grown and learned throughout the years. And I think the more life experience you can have together really helps shape your relationship. And not just as a couple, but just for yourself, you um, can grow a lot individually, which will help your relationship grow as well. Yeah, I mean, all the same stuff. Like, if you guys can communicate, if you guys can be honest um, about everything, you know, and I believe, like, all lying is the same to me, whether it's about, mm -hmm. you know, money, uh, infidelity, where you're at, where you're going. Like, and again, we're not the, we're not the checkup on each other people no. uh, at all. <laughs> like you just went snowboarding yesterday with Lindsay. I don't. And I spent the night. I don't think I saw you in the, did I say goodbye in the morning? No, you I don't never think did, I did, which normally I, that never happens, but I think you completely forgot and it was like 4 a.m. anyway. And so I left and I'm like, oh, so busy. And I came, I'm like, oh yeah, she's gone yeah. today. And then like. I didn't call you. You didn't call me. I watched your story on Instagram. I think I, I text you at 9 o'clock. I, <laughs> I was already asleep and I got up and I'm like, eh. But that's not like, we know that about each other. Like We like I, our freedom. Yeah, but I trust you though. Like, I don't like... Right. I don't... If you want to go out to the bar like with all your girlfriends, like, I could care less. Like, it's and not And same with you. Like, me. I could never be with someone that was like controlling or like watching my every move or, you know, making me feel guilty for having alone time, which I love alone time. And then girlfriend time, like that's so healthy and it makes you happier, which in turn makes your spouse happier because you are feeling fulfilled and not lacking in certain areas of your life.
Yeah, and we're a team. Like we do so much stuff together, but we do a lot of stuff not together. Mm-hmm. And I don't, ex- I wouldn't want you to be like, "Hey, no. come over to Nick's and watch like the Diaz fight Mm-mm. with me." Be like, "This is terrible." It's weird. Like, and, like you need your guy time. And if you're like, "Hey, we're all going to Postino's," like, no, I'm, mm-hmm. this like no offense, like this is the last thing in the world I want to do. This. Yeah, like drink wine and have bruschetta. No, two <laughs> two things I I don't like either of those things. So it's like it's not you for me. You will drink wine with me if we go wine tasting, like on vacations and things. like in Spain or something. You've done it in Oregon and Washington. Yeah, but I just don't you've, like one. You've, yeah, you've been a trooper, though. I try it. I just like... I, I just don't understand, though. Yeah. I don't get it. But I'll do what you... There's give and take. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do things like that for your partner. Maybe you don't like it, i.e. drink wine, but you do it because that's what they like. And you... You pick your battles, and I tend to lose the little ones and to win the big ones. That's what I try to do, at least for the most part. So, yeah, I think again, it's it's communicating and being fully transparent, being completely honest with your partner, um, is everything in a relationship. Because really, there's no relationship without that. So no, and we communicate not a healthy relationship. No, and we communicate now, like on everything, for the most part. And if we don't, and Obviously, we're like, hey, just tell me this next time mm-hmm. or this next time. If it's little stuff, like, hey, pick this up on the way home or grab and this. And we're not or... perfect. Like, we still, it's always going to be effort. Like, people think, some people think that it's just going to be all of a sudden easy or it's, you know, you get married and everything is just perfect. I'm like, no, it's going to be so hard. Every, every relationship, whether you're married or not, you're just going to have to work at it. If you truly want to be together, you'll make it. You'll make it happen. So well, and you're all humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have shitty days. I have shitty days. Like you're tired. You're hangry. I'm the same way. Like we're all. I just feel like we're all like. I sit with so many babies here every day now. I really feel like it's in there everywhere. There's like seven in here today at one time, and they're great, super cute kids. But man, like they cry sometimes so much, and I think I'm like, wow, we as adults are the <laughs> same way. Now we might not shit our pants and like cry on the spot. But we do the same things. We manifest all those things the same way. We just act like assholes and we bitch and we whine and we mm-hmm. complain and we get short and we get all these things the same way a baby does. The problem is now you're stuck with like, you know, another partner in your house. And then you have to kind of navigate that and, and know, you know, if they're mad, if they're hangry and kind of how to navigate that, you know, together uh, and individually too. So. And you just truly have to look at it as, I mean, hopefully you're with your best friend and they're the person that you chose to spend the your lifetime with which is other than having a baby I think it's the biggest responsibility and biggest um, commitment that you'll ever have so and it's weird like I don't know and this is like kind of connected to it I don't know I, I could have to research this more and understand like the human behavior of it like the people closest to us we oftentimes are like the meanest to yeah and I don't understand what that is like the people that mm-hmm. are closest to you in your life because maybe because you're open and you feel like you can express yourself you are literally the meanest to them and this is like if we're married you're the only person who really helps me now we have a team of people here for business but in my real life like you are the only person who can help me like on a day-to-day basis not my mom not my dad nobody else they don't live here they're not around you're the only one and and i'm the same way for you but yet sometimes like we'll attack each other when we're like in this foxhole trying to survive and it's like we're punching each other, and it's like, why are we doing that? Which mm-hmm. is, it's a really strange thing. Um, I lost my train of thought, but there was something I was going to talk about. How you attack me? Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're aggressive. No, I'm definitely guilty of that. 
Um, and you are the aggressor of us, too. Mm-hmm. I know people would think on the outside, it's, it's Jer- actually me. Jeremy's so intense. He's I'm this- a Scorpio, and I just have a temper, and it's hard for me to control my moods sometimes. You throw things sometimes. It's uh, <laughs> It's been a while, though. As we get older, we're getting better, for sure. We have our days, though. Uh, I'll ask this question. Uh, knowing you guys both have busy schedules and also like setting goals, what goals do you set for your marriage and how do you make those uh, a priority? Do you want to go or me? You can go. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys who've listened to us for any amount of time, you know, we made the decision to pay our house down. I believe this is month 14 we are in of that journey, and this should be the last month we are in it. My goal is to write the check on the 28th and be done with our house payment completely for the rest of our lives, debt-free, out the door. Uh, we sat down and talked about that together like in a kind of roundabout way, and uh, we we literally mapped out every single month of, of how we were going to do it and what the payments would look like. We had initially set the goal for 24 months, and the crazy thing about momentum and at least the way that I'm driven and she is as well, it's like I get... I'm more obsessive for sure about stuff. Like I, there's something wrong with my brain and uh, I, yeah. I can't let it go. And so we, we map it out and we over communicate on everything, what we spend, how we forecast budget, basic stuff. If we are going to take trips and we say things sometimes in front of, and I, I've said a lot of stuff in front of family members and, and things. And I know they look at me like I'm fucking crazy, but everything I've said has come true. Like there's nothing I've said that was so like, like Oh, that never happened. No, it's all happened. And, and beyond that. And I remember like when we would sit and like plan trips, like out of the country, you said, oh, I'm going to take a trip, you know, these places every every year. I specifically said when we get married, starting with our honeymoon, the next five years, I'm going to an international destination each year. And um, I know people looked at me like, oh, yeah, right. Like, it was almost like a dream. Like they would laugh at you and you said but that. But I'm, I'm like, like, nope, I'm just that type of person. When I really want something, I'll work for it and we'll work together and we'll just make it happen if it's something that we really want. So. And we typically paint like a broad picture and then kind of narrow it down from there. And we do research and based on, you know, yeah. referrals and friends experiences with things like that. If we say, hey, you know, if it's finance stuff it's pretty basic if it's us traveling together it's basic if it's us taking these days off or planning vacations we just literally we hang out when we're at home and i'll i'll say this this ties into the busy schedule stuff i'm when i'm home i'm home now Mm -hmm. once in a while i'll do some work stuff i've gotten amazing because i'm here so often i try to finish everything here unless i have to put out like a fire or two at my house when I'm home, I'm present. So wherever I'm at, I'm there. So if I'm home with her for 90 minutes or two hours, we're there. And typically we communicate and we talk and we just randomly sometimes just discuss our future and what it looks like and what we want to do. And we set goals based off that. Yeah, I think, you know, we have really detailed conversations and we ask really hard questions of each other and we hold each other accountable. And we kind of both evaluated we still do this, but like talk about, you know, your strengths and weaknesses versus mine. How can we better each other and better ourselves? And like what kind of, for example, you know, me, if it's, um, I'm trying to change some bad habits, then I'm like, Hey, like Jeremy sometimes will be like, Oh, this is a really good, you know, audio book. Um, you should listen to it. And so like, I'll take that and, do something like listen to inspiring podcasts or we've gone to different conferences together a lot of um, that we've done that a lot more like personal growth conferences which i think you know some people make fun of it but i think those people are just insecure in my opinion um and they're 
I think the biggest sign of strength is is admitting your your weaknesses and um, being vulnerable is is a sign of strength and um, I I feel like it's helped us and with our relationship and our just relationship with each with individually. Hundred percent. We by went, taking the action and and setting goals for ourselves personally, um, and then professionally as well. Yeah, we've been to a lot of uh, a lot of events together, and then there's ones I've suggested to you or that you said that you want to go to. Uh, and that stuff, I'm always happy to like to pay for and do because I believe in it. And I'm not a huge. I'm not going to sit at you know 15 live events each year. I have a lot of stuff I need to do. But on the same note, even if it was something, I'm a believer in you can learn something from almost anybody and anything, even the wrong shit. You can learn like what not to do. It can be a lesson or it can be an example in life. And so we've went to certain things where it might talk about, you know, money in marriage and relationship and personal development and how you balance certain things. And I would tell anybody, you can learn from people who've done it before you. Now, your parents might not be the greatest example. Like my parents did a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. Heather's are the same way. There's certain you can take the pieces, you can beg, borrow, and steal what you like, but always learning from others is what we've kind of piggybacked on that. And it's like you know, standing on the shoulders of giants does get you uh, a lot further. And, and being able to look at other people and, and what they've done, and whether it's audiobooks or context or events, and say, okay, these are three key takeaways we can apply to our relationship, or maybe chop them and, and slice them a little bit different, but still use them to make our stuff you know run the way it needs to. And I think just talking about your individual goals together and just, again, supporting each other, respecting each other, and helping each other achieve those goals, um, whether that's, you know, me going for a promotion and having that conversation. And um, there was something else I was going to touch on. I, I forgot. Know. I don't know, it's, man. Well, it's been a long day, a long and I'm day. tired from snowboarding. <laughs> How was it, by the way? Good? It was, it was a beautiful day. And then let your partner go do things with their friends that they like to do, especially if you don't want to go, i.e. snowboarding. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll, got out of it. I'll dig in. I mean, I'll, I just I don't want to get hurt. It's cold. Well, let me go back to, though, um, because we're so busy, it helps because I have a fl- flexibility with my job because I work remotely. I work from home. So I can come into the gym often and I uh, have a good routine and, and so I can see Jeremy a lot and help out with things on the side when I have the time. Um, but we schedule a lot. We schedule everything. date nights. Um, you know, randomly we'll have like a spontaneous, oh, let's go here. But for the most part, there's always something going on. And so we schedule everything. And um, whether that's like a day trip you know, a dinner or a couple, we're going to meet up with a couple um, and do brunch or we have this birthday party, this client event, this... Or just to watch a movie. Yeah. At home. You know, and I think what keeps it fun and, you know, don't get me wrong, there's times where you're just like, you've been married a long time or you've been in a relationship for a long time and you're just like, how, how can we get back to when it was so exciting in the beginning and it's just different now and... Your love changes. I think you grow together and you, um, it evolves is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like for example, I took the initiative this year for Valentine's Day and um, for the dinner reservation and I emailed him and I was like, hey, here's, I, you've never been here and, and you would love it um, at the Hermosa Inn. I'm like, I made the reservation and 
I sent him like, this is the date we're going. And, you know, I think, or it's texting each other throughout the day, just random jokes or gifts or We do a lot, funny, of, a lot of inappropriate texting. Just like funny things yeah. or, yeah. And I think that goes a long way as well, just keeping the connection going. Um, we do else? we do it with lighthearted stuff and with fun stuff, but even like things that if I if I read something and again I don't see enough stuff on social often, but when I do, I'm like, oh, this is a really good one minute clip. Watch this, like things that connects to our relationship or our life or something. I don't think you should hear, and you'll find like whatever the quote site is you follow, the one mm-hmm. where it's like you'll send me those just as little reminders and nice things to be connected. Obviously, throughout the day, so you just don't get so busy. In your life, you can't work on your life with this other person because most people can get so busy in their routine. And I, and I love routine for sure. It's how I operate. But it's nice to try to separate the two. And that's – I'll get into the question. I don't know which one it was, but the guy asked, you know, um, just work-life balance. You know, how do you kind of navigate that, like, individually, you know, and in a relationship? And maybe you can answer it better Well, I just I was thinking, you know, even just the simplest – time making time for each other like when you come home for lunch I always if I'm home in my home office then I like I try to wait for you to come home and so we can either eat together or maybe have like a cup of coffee or tea or a snack at that time and I come out of my office almost always unless I'm like on a call or something and then we sit together we can kind of talk about our morning and afternoon and um, have that time because usually if you're home late in the evening we're both really tired and we'll have a little bit of time together before bed but it's not a lot of time and you're like deep into friday night lights and so you ignore <laughs> yeah. me yeah i know how it is. oh whatever you always have the <laughs> office on and i'll it, we'll watch like basketball together or football you know some sporting events we'll have on together and and chit chat during that time uh what else that's it man. I, mean, we just... I attend i mean it helps that I love fitness. So, for example, like you have a fitness on the lawn event on Sunday. Like I always will come unless I have something really important to go to. But for the most part, you... any of the off-site, like off-site events, like I always attend and I'm always trying to support our business and you. And um, and you come here. You're part of the community And I'm here. here, yeah. And I try to connect with everybody as much as I can. Um, so I think that's, makes a huge difference. Plus I'm like, you're a free employee. So it's like, I film you for social media and do all these little things that we spend a lot of time together. Sometimes we get annoyed at each other, but at the same time, it's really fun because you're part of something that's, you know, for you is different than the corporate structure Mm -hmm. you live in. Not that you don't like it, but well, it's like our own business and I just take pride in what we do and And what you do and your team and. It's, it's a neat thing to see it grow and change. It's our and, life. I mean, it's... It's everything. It's, it, it's I, like a huge part of our life, so... Well, that's why I say, like, I don't have... Like, there isn't a... There isn't a balance. Like, I don't have one. I don't know where it is for anybody, and it just all bleeds together for me. Some days I feel like it's... I forget, like, what day it is. I mean, but I like 90% of it, but it is what it is. And some seasons I am more or less, and when I'm not here, I'm not here, like... If we go on vacation yeah. in Hawaii, like I'm on the beach having a beer, just doing my thing. But when I'm here, I'm just all in it. But the cool thing is, is that she can come be a part of it. And like some of her best friends now 
are here Mm -hmm. like she met them here through this and what we've done and so it's a lot for us that we can kind of there is no mendoza line of like in and out it's kind of all married together like it's all just and you have to just recognize it and be aware because some weeks yeah maybe i'm more focused on what's going on with my job and so i don't i'm not i'm so consumed with that if i'm stressed out that i you might feel like I'm not giving you enough attention. Um, and then maybe the next week you're so consumed with your job that I'm like, hey, like we haven't really hung out. And it's like, again, bringing that to attention to each other and then, okay, well let's plan the next week. Let's do this together. Or maybe, hey, can you take off that day, Jeremy? Like, let's go do this. Or will you be done early? Um, just having those conversations and being aware of like, what's happening you know that week or that month or what's coming up and then trying to schedule and organize around that Um, so you feel like you're giving your effort it's never going to be equal but you can kind of split it up and have more of a work-life balance yeah and just know what season you guys are in and where you're at currently and Again, you just you navigate it based on that. It's never going to be perfect, and you're always going to have emails. You're always going to have phone calls. Work is always going to be there. Um, it's never finished. You just have to be comfortable with that feeling of, oh, I cleared my emails today. I'm like, you'll wake up tomorrow, and there'll be 50 more. There'll be 100 more. Like That stuff is always going to be there, but the, the time with people, you know, it, it's, it's fleeting for sure. So it's like really just try to be, be present where you're at, I guess, is the takeaway. When you're with somebody, actually be with them. Don't have your brain and your head be 19 different places. Uh, we'll go down some of these uh, for me and you. This one, I don't know if this is an answerable one. What's the most awkward interaction you've had with a fan or a person in public? A fan. All my fans out there You're listening. So cool. It's the worst. Uh, I don't so I don't look at them as fans, dude. These are just people who listen to me ramble on and like some of the Supporter. stuff I say. Yeah. Um, I just look, there's all people who like you know, real information and whether it's health, fitness, finance. And you've had people that have asked for your autograph and things. I do get a lot of that, um, <laughs> which is strange. I'm like, you really want me to ruin this I mean, book? it's very nice. My, have you guys seen my handwriting? If you're on YouTube, like, look at how terrible my handwriting is. Like, um, just post it here. This is awful. Um, I actually wrote a check to uh, the DMV here like two years ago, and they sent it back because it was so terrible. They're like, we can't even read this. I'm like, it's just numbers. And the lady's like, you don't have to write cursive, sir. I'm like, I wasn't writing cursive. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, people ask for autograph stuff for sure. People have asked you to autograph stuff too mm-hmm. uh, and send it. <laughs> a lot of pictures with people who come in, which is super humbling. I think it's super cool. Oh, yeah. It's it's just for us, it's so, um, I guess it's hard to. To grasp To it. grasp it, like. That pe- someone would people fl- won't fly out here to see the gym and to meet you and, and the people, me. yeah. And it's so cool and it's very humbling and it's it's awesome. It's a neat thing. the The world that we live in now, with the you know, with obviously video. If you guys are watching on YouTube or if you're listening, um, how we can you know feel like we know people and be really connected to them, even if they're. 5,000 miles away and we've never, you know, really talked to them in person or touched them or seen them. I, I have had people come in here um, that I've never met before or never seen and actually just hugged me. 
uh, right off the bat, which is a little bit strange because I'm not a real huggy person. If you guys can visit, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, super awkward with that. Yeah, I'm just not a real touchy human. I just, I, I got my own thing with that. Uh, but it, it's super cool that people do that. A lot of people send things, really nice cards, sometimes creepy You've stuff. You've had some letters. I feel like maybe that's been awkward. Yeah, I've gotten like we, and I've said some this before. Some maybe stalker letters. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said this before. We keep a threat folder, a digital one and one in the file cabinet over here. Um, in case I go missing, um, to look at those people first, like if it's like a Dateline episode, and not that I think like they like want to like come murder me, but maybe like capture me and like throw me in a pit and do weird stuff to me. And I'll say this: I spoke to this group last Saturday. Amazing people, all super successful entrepreneurs, awesome. In a beautiful uh, Airbnb, the pool was like half a million bucks. So the Lazy River was great. I text um, Heather. A picture of the address and I'm like if I go missing this is the last place I was and I was like about 70% joking and like 30% serious because I've watched too many of these shows and I'm like what if they like drug you just my never know what if they drug my water or something or like tie me up and like they're super strong and like just somehow corral me so I don't think you're that important uh you know that but that's the people who say that <laughs> then they go missing I'm I think kidding. about it uh but no nothing super crazy just when people come up to you and remember people would ask like oh is your dog here and i'm like no yeah my dog's at home i don't live here this is where i work it's Uh, very flattering that they want to it's a neat thing follow your life and and it's very it's very cool yeah and we appreciate all of you guys who, who listen and share it and watch the stuff we do um it's weird that people without the support we wouldn't be no this wouldn't exist like we... or at the level that it is now no and we don't need to to hear ourselves talk like we know who we are and what we do and it's cathartic for us obviously to share this with you guys and if you get any benefit from it obviously we're happy but um yeah this only exists because all of you listen and watch and, and show up and do things and literally everything i do or i would say this about 90 percent of the stuff that i read and watch and listen to is for all of you guys about 10% of it I do for myself, uh, selfishly, because I want to learn, you know, how to do this or be smarter with money or be more mindful or whatever I'm doing. But the other 90% is how can I communicate better to everybody or coach or communicate better to my wife and to my family and to you guys and to give you something that, oh shit, I've heard that before, but not in that way. And I can take it and run with it. So uh, that's why we exist here. Uh, let me try this one. Getting back on track after putting on uh, a good amount of weight or holidays are over, summer's not here, how do you stay with it and stay motivated kind of in that that in-between time, if you will. Yeah, although summer basically is here for us. Well, for me, I just we always have our accountability groups running throughout the year. So I try to be as active in those groups that we have going on, like right now the 47-Day Transformation and it helps me set goals for myself and um, share, hopefully, you know, I try to share as much as what I do on a day-to-day basis not to help the other people in the group, but also to hold myself accountable, which is huge because it, um, it almost like forces me to plan and um, be just aware. And then also I get motivation on the flip side from everyone else in the group posting, you know, they're working out in a different state or they were struggling with this and and hearing their story or um, what they were eating 
you know, what they, the successes that they've had. And so that always is, is inspiring to me as well. So it's, um, it works both ways, but that's probably the biggest thing that helps me be as consistent as I can and still enjoy my life um, throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, in that's why we do so much group stuff here. And not that we don't have individual people, but even then we throw them in a broader group, whether they choose to, you know, share and contribute it is up to them. It's not required. And for none of our, our groups, whether it be in person or online, which obviously online we have hundreds of people, so it's a little bit more interactive in terms of that because, you know, digitally they, you know, we never really sleep. Uh, the wins they share, but also the failures, I think, is super powerful too. It, when you're in a group like that, especially depending on if you're having a shitty day or things are down, not that you want to hear other people going through a struggle, but it lets you know that you're not alone and that none of us are perfect and we all have ups and downs. And I believe like every week when you work out, it's not like you're going to have seven days of on-fire workouts. You might have like two or three really good days, two shit days, and then like some other days where you're just like, eh, it was somewhere in between. But to see somebody like, hey man, it was freezing, it was cold, my kids were sick, but I squeezed in a 22-minute workout in my basement, it's motivating for me to see that because even today when I was in here, I was so demotivated to train. I've had a super long week. This weekend is with some stuff I have going on. Like there's a lot of things I have to get done, but I had to work out in this like, you know, hour block and I feel so much better when it's over. And just like when I scroll through the groups, I'm like, okay, well, if this guy did it with three kids and he's stuck in Canada and it's negative 17, I'm like, I'm complaining here. I'm 10 feet from my own gym with my own music and the sun is shining. And it's like, I can't be such an asshole you know, I'm doing him a disservice and I'm not leading from the front. So seeing everybody share stuff, I think community is super powerful. Even like today, I was not motivated because I was snowboarding. I took a day off yesterday. I'm in my 30s now. So after I snowboard the next day, my body is like shot. A little tight. Because I still think I'm like in my 20s and I try to like shred, you know, super hard. <laughs> and I'm my body hurts today. But I was like, no, it's it was actually really beautiful out, like you said. So during my lunch break, I went outside, I jogged, put on like a podcast, and then I walked after my jog. And I'm like, I'm so grateful to be living here. And um, if I just would have stayed inside, I'm just missing out on just a great opportunity to be active. And and again, looking at everyone else posting and it's still winter in a lot of other places. And I'm like, it's not an excuse for me if these people are getting it done where they are. So... Doing that. Uh, let me see if some other ones we can do together here. Where is this guy? How do you get over uh, a weight loss plateau? Uh, honestly, uh, I'll just do real quick. It's a, it's a surplus deficit question. I got the same one earlier today. Someone had asked the question of, in regards to calorie surplus and deficit, is a surplus usually better for muscle growth or size? Yes. If you're trying to gain weight, you have to be in a surplus. If you're trying to lose weight, you have to be in a deficit. If you're at a quote-unquote weight loss plateau, which I don't value weight loss nearly as much as fat loss, they are not exactly the same thing. Weight loss and fat loss are connected, but they're you know not interchangeable, if you will. Uh, if you're stuck at the same weight, nothing is changing, you're eating at maintenance. So if you weigh 142 pounds every day and it's always that, you're just eating the same. If you decrease the calories or up the activity level to offset that so you're in an energy deficit, you're going to get past the plateau. But the bigger question I would ask is why are we so tied to a certain weight number? And I think a lot of people get married to that. I know it can be frustrating, but usually that's the simplest answer. And for women, females, you're going to fluctuate every month. Like So take 
that into consideration. Also though, if you are killing it with your nutrition, your workouts, and you feel like you're in a consistent um, calorie deficit, then, and you're not seeing any changes, then I would go get your blood work done. I'm a huge advocate of testing your hormones, seeing if anything's in an imbalance, because that can contribute it contribute to weight gain or an inability to lose weight. So just go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's huge. And, and then just be very diligent with when you're tracking and just understanding like we as humans overestimate, you know, how hard we work in the gym. We underestimate the food because everything adds up and everything has calories, you know, for better or for worse. And I think sometimes we underestimate what's really, you know, coming in every single day. Uh, next one, I think you can, let me do one real quick. Uh, creatine Intel take on rest days. Does it take a break? Creatine. I believe in it. I think it's great for dudes. Uh, you can take five grams every single day. I don't see a problem with it. Um, it can be beneficial and helpful. I'll dig into it more in another podcast. I just want to get that off the list. Next one, importance of mobility work, especially as we age. I've said this before. Yes, you have to do mobility work. If I was you guys, I would do it every single day. Block off at least if you're going to be like low end, five minutes a day, if you can do 10 minutes or more, I think it's ideal. Mobility is the only thing you're probably going to be able to keep the rest of your life. You're going to get older, softer, wrinklier. Your hair will fall out. It will turn gray. You will become less muscular. You will get weaker. I'm not trying to be negative. That is just human life. Your 97-year-old grandpa is not as strong as he was when he was 27. That's the reality. But he can probably stay almost as mobile, if not more mobile, mm -hmm. barring any injuries. And I'm a huge believer in it, as is my wife. And you and I, honestly, are more flexible now, and our mobility is better than we were in high school. Like well, I was like, not even close. I played soccer and did track, but I also was a cheerleader, and we did a lot of you know different mobility and stretches. And I, I was very flexible then, but I at thirty four, I I think my mobility is even better than I than when I was a teenager. Because you make it a priority now. Every day. Every day. Even if it's 10 minutes in the morning, it goes a long way. What do you say you do on average per day? 20 minutes. Each day? In mm -hmm. a mix? Top to, head to toe? 20 minutes on yeah. average. Sometimes more, sometimes less. And obviously you spend more time on your trouble spots than... Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I, I probably do more than that because throughout the day, if I'm sitting in my office for a long time, then I'll do get up and do mobility throughout the day too if stretching and using a band or using the foam roller throughout the day because my posture I'm just trying to work on my posture issues so I do more now but uh, in the morning for sure 10 to 20 minutes and I think of like a flow and if you're a human you should I know like everybody's morning routine is different I don't do a ton of stretching at 3 you know 45 in the morning uh we're the only mammals that I know of that don't really you know really stretch or you know, do any kind of mobility work before we actually start our day and transition. It's like uh, even our dog that gets up with me before four in the morning. They do downward dog. She comes out, does her downward dog, wait for her treats, man. Like it's, it's very simplistic, but you just have to make time for it. Like you would never skip brushing your teeth, probably no matter how busy you are. And again, the small investment of doing 10 minutes of mobility per day has such a huge ROI for you guys. Um, I can't explain it. Your, your workouts will be better. Your lifts will be better. If you can get through bigger range of motion, you can have more hypertrophy, you can build more muscle, you can be leaner. Um, it just makes life better when things don't hurt and you don't feel like and a tight... a variety of activities. Yes. Like I do so many different types of outdoor activities or workouts 
not just in the gym because it's you feel good I feel good and my body can handle it and it's just consistency um, let's try this one quick um, best food to eat and exercise program while traveling abroad for business best food to eat well, they're just asking, like, when you travel for business, you know, the best food to eat and exercise program while traveling. I think they mean overseas. We don't really travel overseas for business. If we do, it's, you know, we do, like, mm-hmm. little stuff. We do domestic more so. Honestly, like, body weight stuff is amazing. You can get, you can do, for most people when you're on the road, like, you can master body weight stuff in your hotel Walking. room. <laughs> you can walk everywhere. Yeah, typically. if you're abroad, like, depending what country you're in, the gyms and sometimes aren't that great, like, if you're, like, the W Barcelona, obviously, it's like mm-hmm. an amazing gym. Uh, but we're like, remember, like we're in Rome at the Sofitel. The gym was as big as my office here, and it had a purple light, and like it was yeah, the was worst random. thing ever. But, but you just do the best you can. Or obviously. follow along videos on YouTube or different programs on your phone, and do it in your hotel room, like yoga. Again, body weight, push-ups, exercises. squats, lunges. Yes. Go for a jog. Usually now, a lot of the concierge you can ask, and they'll help you map out um, a run nearby in a safe location do mobility for sure go find a hike if you can there's so many options at um, this point like we send out so much free shit you guys could watch literally our youtube has like a thousand like 1100 videos at this point you could just watch a video in your hotel room do it with the mobility flows and then eating you know here's my take i eat the same way basically every day. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to eat what their thing is. I'm not going to eat like an idiot every single day. But if they're known for like croissants, if they're known for like pizza. You're in Italy. Eat pizza. Eat pizza. Like please but, be normal. But not every meal. Yeah, you can do seafood, you know, a lot of the time. Um, you know, obviously protein, vegetables, and then limit the sugar. Um, try to have healthy fats. Easier said than done, but... Yeah, and travel with the stuff that you normally travel with. I'm a huge... And I've talked about this before, like, when I did a busy... The last podcast I talked on this, like, bring the stuff you normally take. So if you normally take athletic greens, bring them with you. If you normally take chia seeds, bring those with you. Bring chia bars. Like, the savor foods that are going to keep you from making poor choices all the time. And then obviously just, you know, make the best educated guess. It's not rocket science. It's just overly simplistic information that uh, you just actually have to, you know, follow through and do. Uh, let's do maybe one more. I think we got time for, uh, mindset matters while training, staying focused, believing in the plan and the process. Honestly, let me do this one real quick with anything, not just fitness, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your career, whether it's your education, um, you have to, you have to have a a reason why you're doing it. And I think in, in fitness, a lot of times we, we get married to the wrong, the goal, the wrong North Star. People say, well, I want to have abs. Um, well, I want to you know, have this pant size or dress size. And I'm not saying don't have those external motivators. But for most of you, those goals are so worthless. They don't mean anything. They're just arbitrary things you made up. That's not going to drive you. Because here's the thing. No one's going to see you guys with your shirt off. You're going to take your three pictures per year on vacation. People will say, wow, that's amazing. And no one will give a shit. It's way too hard. And you give up way too much stuff just to do that. You have to have something that matters more. Like if it's your health, I want to live to be able to see my kids do this. I want to, you know, just be healthy and mobile so I can travel the world and do fun things with my wife or my husband or whatever it may be. And you have to enjoy at least part of the process to get there. 
I'm not motivated every single day, especially to train sometimes the way that we train here because it's it's picking up shit and it's putting it down. That's it. We pick up weights, we put them down. Regardless of the movement, that's a lot of the stuff what I do. That creates the body that I sit in, which I do like how it looks and moves and feels and it's part of my business, but I have to enjoy some of it, whether it be our Sunday Metcons with these guys, Heather and I go playing basketball, doing fun things that I enjoy you have to be looking forward to at least most of the days. Otherwise, you guys will quit, just like your marriage. If you hate every day of being married to this person, you're going to get divorced. If us paying off this house every day sucked, we would quit because it's too shitty and it takes too long to get there. That's why I'm a big believer in like doing things you like to do. Now, you're going to get spoon-fed shit you hate. That's why the assault bike exists and the sled and split squats and those things. But in between those, gameplay, things you enjoy like uh, certain hikes or you can speak to that stuff too. It has to be part of it in order for you guys to get lean, to get a degree, to pay off debt, to have a great marriage, whatever it is. The process of it matters way more than just the end destination. Right. And just finding the, the joy in the process, which for a long time that was really hard for me to understand and, and adapt to. Um, Cause you're focusing on the end goal. And then you know, maybe I set too high of a goal and then I'd fail and then I'd be beat myself up about it and get frustrated or the goal wasn't really my goal. It didn't really matter as much as I thought it did or it didn't bring me as much happiness as I thought it would. And so it's like really taking a step back to understand what is important to you and why you are doing this and why did you make this a goal and then learning to really embrace the steps and the time and the effort and the process of getting to it, to achieve it. Um, but going back to just finding things that you love and enjoy and you're interested in, that's sustainable. And having a bigger reason than just vanity, especially for women, I think is so important because we're kind of brainwashed at a young age, like with society on what it's changing now, but um, you can get so caught up in how you look. And I think the biggest thing is how you feel and really focusing on that versus the external part. And once you can conquer how you feel and mentally, not just physically how you feel, um, is like the game changer. And I'm still learning about that. And, and uh, but it's, it's truly where um, the happiness lies. So, Because every day can't be a grind. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it can't be. You'll never make it. If every day was a grind here and I thought it You'll sucked, I would have quit this mm-hmm. shit in like six months in. Um, there has to be little wins along the way or, or little parts of the process that you really do enjoy. Otherwise, you know, you'll drive yourself insane. And I'll ask you this too, because this was your thing for a long time, if you'll share it. Like your thing was like, I want to get, you know, abs by this day. Like you just, that, and everybody does this. Like I have to get it. And you'd like, you'd get there and you'd look like a rock star and you'd like be the leanest you ever were. But you were like, like fucking miserable. Like, or my stomach didn't have, it didn't have as much definition as I wanted. And that's my stomach genetically. I've just always had 
like I gain weight there. And, and that, but um, again, like not to interrupt you, but there's I a, gain it everywhere, there's a, but... there's a picture in your mind right, that that's... you think it looks like. And if it doesn't look like that, then all the hard work that you put in, you, you're the oldest you've ever been. You're the leanest you've ever been overall. You're the healthiest. You move the best. You're the sexiest you've ever been your whole life. And you're like, well, now I'm pissed because my stomach doesn't look quote unquote, the way that I think it should look. But I'm like, that's a made up image in your brain anyway. Right. And I'm just such an achiever personality um, that I always hold myself to high standards. And so that can be an issue too, because I'm always trying to achieve the next thing or push myself harder. And then I found myself unhappy and worn out and really had to take a step back to figure out, you know, what isn't working and what can I change and what can I improve upon? And, um, my biggest advice is to set realistic goals for yourself, but, and, and just understand what, what that looks like and what that means to you um and why they're important why like so i want to get abs why because i think uh i'll have more self-confidence and i'll feel xyz but why is that though but internally because Mm -hmm. people will tell you that because you think that's the pinnacle of health because you think you've made it and i'm just using that as an arbitrary example it could be anything but people get so wrapped up in that and i'm like i just don't understand you know well and it's like i would beat myself up about it sometimes because i'm like you know, you are in fitness, but sometimes I would feel like, well, I need to be a certain level of lean, leanness because, you know, we have a gym and he, Jeremy's does it for a living. But then I'm like, and you would tell me all the time, Heather, you have a corporate job. Like it's, it's really, there's not like a lot of people out there like doing both. And so my biggest thing is like, I just want to be happy and healthy and, um, live my life and, and still, enjoy you know good food and drinks and and finding that there's never a perfect balance but um just really figuring that out for my lifestyle um is is so important and not trying to not trying to do it all (laughs) no and and to, to piggyback off it real quick and we'll let you guys go if i didn't do this for a living i wouldn't go this hard in it um I love a lot of it. I really do. I love the craft of fitness. I love learning about it. But if it wasn't my career, if I didn't go coach all the time and present to people and speak on it about camera and go through these the workouts and the trainings to understand people and, and how they train and what makes them better, I wouldn't be into it this much. I would still like lift like a bro right. and I would do some of the Metcon stuff. But I, I'd much rather go like, you know, play basketball or just, I'd say play loosely at this point, uh, dribble and shoot around to get a good sweat going then sit here and do split squats and push a sled because I know I'd have more fun doing that, although this elicits a certain result that makes me look a certain way and move a certain way. So when I demonstrate exercise and show things, um, it helps our business run differently. But this is what I do. This mm-hmm. is It's called Jeremy Scott Fitness. I mean, if I wasn't this fit, it would be different than obviously it is. And for my wife or anybody else, you can't expect to hold yourself to that standard. I can't walk into your job and be the best person. You know, the, I can't be the best account mm-hmm. executive. I can't be the best CPA. I can't be the best anesthesiologist or the best lawyer. I'm just good at this. And so like it'd be like me walking into your job trying to, to be as awesome as you are in 30 minutes three times a week. It's comical. Yeah. But yet you guys would try to do that with us and it's just, uh, it's a weird thing. Yeah. But anyways, um, that was good, dude. I like it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we answered all your questions. Any other questions you guys have for us on YouTube, comment below. If you are uh, listening on the podcast, stop, 
Don't be a lazy ass. If you have iTunes, open up the podcast app on your iPhone, scroll your finger all the way down, drop a five-star, leave a comment. We truly would appreciate it. If you're on your MacBook or your iPad, click the iTunes icon, hit ratings and reviews, five-star comment. Um, If anything else you guys want to hear from me or for Heather or from us together, please let us know. Um, Hope you guys have an amazing Valentine's Day. Uh, Do something awesome for your husband or wife. And if you're late on it. Or uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, whatever you're into. Uh... Send them a makeup gift if you're or listening even to this your, later. Your your kids and your mom and dad. Yeah. Doesn't just have to be just spouse. Be nice <laughs> to everybody. Um, cool, dude. Um, so we're out of here. Uh, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. Okay. Uh, so until next time, uh, eat well. Thank you, Heather. Uh, eat well. Train hard. Be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.